and welcome to Socially Sensitive Podcast. I am back and Wolfie is back, finally. He's been gone for a little while. Yay. So uh, you had a great Christmas, right? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, for a guy that had to work in the jail uh, Friday, oh. Saturday, and Sunday. I guess that's better than being in the jail. <laughs> that's true. I did get to leave. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, because that, that's in a county jail, that's the, that's the only bad part is the part not leaving. I took Wednesday and Thursday off. So I had all week, the whole last week of, of the year off and went back to work Monday. First thing Monday morning, this guy gets up and I'm feeding breakfast. I'm handing his tray and he's like, hey, I left my blanket up in up in booking when they moved me back here. You mind getting me one? I was like, no, I'll see about getting you a blanket. Turns out he was lying to me. He had his blanket. <laughs> he had just taken it and wrapped it around his, he wrapped it around his mat and then tied his sheet over top of it. So you really couldn't see it. And I was busy trying to get my feeding done. So I didn't look that close. <clears throat> but then when I brought it back, I was like, looks like it's there. But I went ahead and gave him the blanket and we had to do shakedowns that day. We had to pick just two cells random. And I was like, well, that's the guy we're going to hit him. <laughs> Something sneaky is yeah, going on. He did. Yeah. What was he yeah, doing? And he just he got pissed off. No, he just got pissed off that I took his extra blanket away oh. from him. I mean, why, like, dude? What like, did he want an extra blanket right for? Now, because you. Well, he'd wrapped the uh, he wrapped his first blanket up in his on his uh, on his bed mat, to make it a little bit more comfortable. You know. Yeah. And then he needed another one to throw over top of him because he wasn't using the first blanket for the intended purpose because he was using it as extra padding on his bedding. Mm. So he got pissed at me because I found it. He's only allowed one. And, uh, and of course he cussed me and called me everything, but a child of God and said he was going, you know, beat me up and everything. And I'm just like, "Eh, yeah, okay, whatever. And, uh, it just went, uh, lovely from there. He got a little cross at me and I was like, and I, I told him straight up, I'm like, dude, you're in this situation right now because you decided to lie to me very first thing in the morning. Right. But then I'm a prick. Oh, he's always been a prick. Every time I've been in here, he's a prick. And it's like, okay. Well, you know, if you're if I catch you lying to me all the time, then yeah, I probably have been a prick to you in the past. You know, they said I th- he's going. He's a fed. You know, they said he was going to move him out, but uh, I'll probably go back. He'll be back in <laughs> this kind of stuff they do. Then I'll have to fight my way out. Yeah, that won't be good. That's okay. No, it won't be good. I don't... I also wanted to tell everyone about a new coffee brand called Coffee Brand Coffee. It's fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. Coffee Brand Coffee was built by creating direct trade partnerships with many coffee producers that use sustainable coffee growing standards. We feel that this uh, dedication to quality should be obvious when you have uh, coffee brain coffee in your cup. And uh, there are nearly 20 new flavors and the uh, upcoming tea line. And uh, they even have hot cocoa, too. So check them out at coffeebraincoffee.com and use the coupon code SENSITIVE for an additional 5% off. So give them a try. As your talking points Mm -hmm. for today... All right. Do you have anything about the fact that uh, this McCarthy guy has been nominated 11 times? I started to, but then, you know, I, I chose not to because it's still dragging on so bad. 
that I was like, it's, it's I don't want to beat a dead horse. <laughs> Um, well, it's not really a dead horse. I mean, if it's still going on, it's not dead yet. It's not like you know. It was dead after. Is, it was dead last night when they voted to adjourn. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I don't know. And did you watch the vote? No, I have not. I've not watched any of the. Now votes. I don't understand the voting. I guess, but I know there's a time limit on the voting, right? Mm -hmm. And right. when the clock ran out, there was still like forty some people left to vote. And at that point, the Dems were winning to not adjourn. Mm -hmm. But yet they kept taking votes, accepting votes. After the timely, after the clock hit zero, they still kept mm -hmm. taking votes. And most people were joking, yeah, that was all the mail-in ballots coming in. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, here's, here's, this is my question about the whole thing is... At what point is this McCarthy character going to say, okay, I really want to be Speaker of the House, but it doesn't appear that my caucus wants the, the I can't win a majority. So I'm going to step aside and you guys can maybe elect somebody that you can all get behind. Seeing as how they've went to bat 11 times now. Yeah. And he's still not won a majority yet. So when is he going to say, for the good of the party and for the good of the country, I'm going to remove myself from the running? Because obviously there's not enough people up there that like him that want him to be speaker to uh, to vote for him. I don't think there will be. I mean, I don't think he will. I think... Uh, yeah, I think his ego is too big. I think there's just going to eventually be... Uh, well, I don't know. Um I think there's going to eventually be enough Republicans to just turn on him that it gets to be so big, mm -hmm. um, so big of a no that, uh, I mean, he'll eventually have to, somebody will have to, they'll have to do something. Um, I saw the Getz, uh, he voted, he's voted now for what, the second or third time for Trump. Mm -hmm. So to be what? Speaker of the speaker, house? Speaker. Yeah. I think the ninth and tenth and eleventh, um, Matt Getz voted for uh, Trump. Why not? <laughs> Probably don't but I guess you saw um, one of the tabs I had. I pulled um, Demar Hamlin. Is that the football player? Yeah. The um, one that got hit and then fell over and had a heart attack. Right. That's the yeah. attack football player. Yeah. I was listening to somebody. I believe it was today. And they were interviewing someone else on the radio, some kind of, I don't know, or maybe it was Glenn Beck this morning who was talking about it. But he was saying that if it's whatever that cortis stuff that they're talking about, that I don't even really, I don't know. But the the basically, a uh, you take a hit and it induces a heart attack because you get hit so you hard. Get, well, and you get hit, there's like an exact moment in the yeah. heartbeat that you're catching it in that rhythm part. Mm -hmm. That it throws the electrical rhythm so out of whack that you go into right. AFib, basically. Right, yeah. <clears throat> and that's what he was saying was, according to what he was saying, he took a hit, yeah. got up, took a couple of steps, and then fell over. Yeah, have you so seen the... If it would have been that particular thing, he's, the, the, the doctor or the person that was explaining it said that as soon as he took the hit, he would have went into AFib right then and there. 
Uh, it wouldn't have been none of this. It wouldn't have been none of this. I'm going to get up and take a couple of steps and then fall over with a heart attack. I mean, it's only. Also, one of the points that they made was the doctors on that football team, they, they, say, they say that there are telltale signs that he would have had that condition and that they should have known about it. Well, I didn't even think it was a condition. I thought it was just something that happened. You can do that. To, I was thinking that you could do that to anybody because that happens to baseball players a lot. I won't say a lot, but it's happened quite a few. Get a line, uh, a, a line drive to the chest, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of that unlucky shot that you get hit in the right spot at the exact moment. Well, according to the person that was explaining, like I said, I'm not sure exactly who it was or where I heard it. There are signs that you would have a predisposition for that and that they should have known. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Everything I've ever heard of that, because, I mean, I've seen things of that happen before. But like I said, most of the time it was always in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why, like, uh, in Little League, pitchers wear a chest plate. But here's a – so he just takes it's a little shot. Time. I mean, it's a it's a soft shot, but it looks like – the guy there, the runner, it looks like he kind of turns his head and drives it right shoulder, mm-hmm. and it looks like the right shoulder goes like square into his chest because he kind of wraps him up, and that shoulder pad and goes directly into the center of his chest. Most of them. Come- it looked to me. It looked to me like I said he took him to the ground and then got up and stood over. Well, he stands up, and as soon as he stands up, you see him go stiff, and he just boards backwards. Uh-huh. See, right here, he hits, he stands up, and then, see, right there is the shot. You can see, uh, see, on the second one, you can see it hit him, the shoulder go into his chest a little straighter, right here, from this angle. Pop. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, though. It didn't look like... But, it, yeah, it doesn't look like a hard hit at all. But it doesn't necessarily take a hard hit. It's just because you can do it with your fist to somebody if you catch them. You know, what was there? There was a wrestler back in the 80s, I remember, that used to do that heart punch. Um, and he did that, you know, that was kind of like his signature move that he did to wrestlers a lot of times. Now, he wouldn't hit them as hard as they kind of played it off. But, you know, back that's back when we thought wrestling was real. It's still real to me, damn it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> back when they thought it was still real. Um, he That was like one of his finishing moves was a heart punch. And he, uh, I remember he did that in the ring one time and kind of popped a little too hard and hit the guy and it killed him. It did basically that. And that's what the, I remember they talked about that. That was, if you catch somebody right as their heart, it, I guess there's a certain part of the ventriculation, I guess, that throws, you know, it basically be like trying to, it'd be if you tried to start doing chest compressions, CPR, on somebody whose heart was beating fine, and you catch right. it off rhythm, you know, you're going to screw it up, and you can throw them into AFib that way, too. Right. I don't know, but he's doing better today. They said well, they that. Said, they've also said that he had another heart attack when he got to the hospital. But then they came out and said, no, a a family member misspoke. Yeah. Either that, okay, so either the family member did misspeak and he didn't have one, or he did and they're covering it up. Yeah. I I would lean towards more that somebody just misspoke. 
they probably are just talking and say he had a heart attack and they're taking it as them meaning now or who knows what we won't know unless we were able to see the files and we'll never see the files the what went through my mind when i heard it first was uh with him being a pro football player he's more than likely fully vaxxed um probably um and it's been showing more and more that the vaccine has lots of detrimental effects to the heart right i'm thinking he's probably fully vaxxed and that's probably what happened to his heart but yeah his uh doctor that's what trinity was saying yeah he woke up and uh that i guess he asked for like a a notepad and paper and you know try because he still had is on the tube but uh i guess he asked who won the game um Mm -hmm. but uh they didn't play they didn't finish playing did they no another one of the tabs i had was uh yeah billy eilish you know who billy eilish is uh heard the name yeah she's a little pop she's a pop singer but uh she's a big fan of the office which i know you're not a fan of the office because you have no taste in comedy sitcoms but uh right. <laughs> okay you know your sci-fi and your uh, fantasy but uh not sitcoms you don't like seinfeld either do you no no i like seinfeld, oh, I did enjoyed you? The seinfeld. so you've watched every episode 15 times i'm not gonna say i've watched every episode 15 times but I, when it was on tv I, you know if it was on more than likely i was sitting there watching it all right, real quick, rate your top five your top five favorite sitcoms. Yeah, see, I don't know. Uh, situational comedies. They all come from when I was a kid, probably. I just, uh, let's see, of course, I liked Seinfeld. I liked uh, MASH. Mm, yeah, I don't know if I'd put that as, I mean, I guess technically that's a sitcom, but it's kind of more of a sitcom the situational comedy but yeah there's a little bit more drama there's a little bit more drama involved in it too though yeah there was drama archie bunker yeah i liked all in the family yeah i liked sanford and sudden no now i like the the show the The nostalgic part of it the jeffersons i enjoyed watching those too yeah i enjoyed watching those too when i was a kid um but I, i wouldn't put like, like I like Sanford and Son. I think it's really funny, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't put it in, in mine in the same category as Seinfeld or the same level. I just think Seinfeld humor is so much more like, um, but I liked all those old shows. Yeah. I just, I'm not really big into, it's hard to get me to just sit down and watch a TV show. What are you talking about? You watch tons of TV shows. I used to. You still do. Not really. How many TV shows you watched this week? Let's see. Ooh, I did watch something uh, on Amazon. Me and the wife did. What was that uh, show, man, you binge watch? <laughs> the Peripheral. Mm. That was really kind of cool. Mm. But it's not a situational comedy. No. But, like, you watch Yellowstone. I mean, not Yellowstone. You watch uh, 1923, haven't you? I've been watching 1923. And you watched Tulsa King? I've watched like three episodes of Tulsa King. And yeah, kinda I think there's just one more. Yeah, I think there's only four so far. But see, like that, like Yellowstone, like Yellowstone to me is the same level 
that Dallas was when I was a kid. Dallas was like the cream of the crop, the best, that type of a TV show back then. Mm. And it was a great show back then. That's how I look at like Sanford and Son back then. It was a great show for its time, but it doesn't compare to some of the stuff today. It's like, to me, Dallas and Yellowstone, Yellowstone blows it out of the water. Mm Mm-hmm. But Dallas was an amazing, incredible show back then. Yeah, well, you know what I thought about Dallas was it was just days of our lives at night. Yeah, but that's almost every every TV show has. If if you don't write a story that kind of has some sort of soap opera-ish relationship, people, if you're not relating to the everyday lives of those people then you're going to get bored with it. It's like Walking Dead. Walking Dead was the same way. It, was, it wasn't about zombies. It was about the humans, the, 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 mm-hmm. the Walking Dead, the people that were still alive. But they were, to me, they were the Walking Dead. The zombies weren't the Walking Dead. Um, mm-hmm. That it was the story of their lives headed towards the end and how they're going to handle it and how they deal with everything that's happening to them but that's what made that a great story if all you did but that's the difference between movies like fast and the furious fast and the furious are entertaining to watch but there's no story really to them there's no human i mean they try and at the most surface level do some sort of human interaction and relationships and this person loves this person and and all of that but I mean, it's nowhere near as deep as, I mean, it it doesn't compare to like Pulp Fiction. But uh, my thing with Billie Eilish was that uh, she was on the the Office Ladies podcast. Uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, they're the ones yeah. that played uh, Angela and Pam on the show. Mm-hmm. They do a podcast called The Office Ladies, and they've been going through breaking down episode by episode in order of the show and they have a lot of guests on well they had uh billy eilish was on this week's episode and she's like a billy eilish is a huge office fan i remember seeing a video back um a year or so ago with her and rain wilson who played uh dwight Mm -hmm. he did like a trivia thing asking her trivia questions about the show and she was like boom 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 nailed them and she claims to have seen watched the series over 30 times through every episode. And she watches it in order, beginning to end, sequenced. I think Damien has done that with The Office. I think he said he's about like six, 16 or 18 times through, something like that, in watching it in order, in sequence, hmm. just binging through it. But... uh they had her on and uh, they they redid they did like a table read of a scene um one of the famous scenes from the party planning committee episode with them and uh, she read as one of the characters she read it it was really good um i played it on uh, that clip on the podcast this morning so if you want to check that out go to socially com. socially solo in the mornings socially solo in the a.m. in the a.m. But no, it was, uh, she's obviously a huge fan. Mm -hmm. And here on another little story, jump over to, um, 
where we were talking about Taylor Sheridan. He has a he's got a ton of shows coming out, you know, because he does. He did Yellowstone. He did 1883. He's doing 1923 now. He's doing the spinoff of Yellowstone, the other one, Four Sixes, which is supposed to be this fall. Um, he did The Mayor of Kingstown, which is a, a amazing show, too. Jeremy uh, Rayner is uh, the main character in it, who was in a bad wreck this week, too. Um, got run over by a snowplow. But he's he's doing fine now, I guess. Um, but And he's doing... Uh, 1883, um, what you call it, that uh, Lone Ranger is named after, Bass, uh, Bass Reeves. He's doing the 1883 Bass Reeves story. And uh, he's also doing this one called Lioness, which is a CIA drama. Um, Nicole Kidman is one of the main characters in it. So he gets some big-name stars to be in it, but, yeah, it's a— it's a CIA type. So it's not going to be in this world. Well, and he did, we mentioned earlier Tulsa King. So you can tell that they're similar writing and characters and the way he does storytelling. But yeah, it's yeah. obviously different worlds. But I think he's got, there's like three or four other shows he's he's got coming too. That he signed, I think, a nine series deal with Paramount. Not nine episodes, but nine series. Have you watched uh, nineteen twenty three? Yeah. You up on it? Yeah. Do so you watch? You seen the latest episode? Did you? Yeah. Do you think he's dead? I don't think he's dead. Spoiler alert for anybody who hadn't and watched. If you hadn't watched it yet, uh, stop listening right now or pause this and then go watch it and come back. I don't think he's dead. <clears throat> well, she went out and sat down and started writing that letter to Spencer. Yeah, but Spencer's on his way home already. Anyway, I think Spencer's going to get there before he even finds out about the letter. Yeah. Cause they're him and her, you know, he, he committed to, we're going back to, we're, we're not going to do this anymore. This craziness. But, uh, he, and I also saw an interview with, uh, uh, Taylor Sheridan. They were talking, he was talking about filming, uh, or not filming, but doing 1923. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they brought it up because when Paramount bought 1883, you know, because they, they agreed to 1883 just because from the flashback scenes that they filmed on Yellowstone. They filmed a couple of Yellowstone flashbacks where, um, what's his name that was the main character on 1883? John. Yeah, but what's his real name? His Faith Hill and what I can't think of his name. But yeah, and he, he you know, because he wrote the flashbacks with him in mind playing it and they did you know and then they shot them and they went so well that they were like hey we could do an entire series of just those characters back then that you know that would be great so they bought mm -hmm. so paramount bought that never even read the scripts well he hadn't even read the script script yet written the scripts yet so now, did the same guy play the John Dutton in the flashbacks as in the 1820, 1883? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was even him in the flashbacks in Yellowstone. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They did these. When they did them in Yellowstone, it was only for the purpose of flashbacks. They never had any intention on doing a series. Mm -hmm. But I guess they went over so well, and the execs probably at Paramount were like, hey, cash cow. This is money. Right. So they went ahead and greenlit doing that well after they filmed them and aired them you know they're kind of like hey 
how are we going to do a second season of this if you killed everybody off? So then the, he was like, well, we could do like, that's when the idea for jumping ahead to 1923, jumping ahead in time and doing another uh -huh. window of time. And then when they got, uh, I can't think of Harrison Ford, once, the, you know, him and Helen Mirren, once they're signed on in the interview, okay. they, they said that another prequel, it, and if they're doing like 40 year jumps because it's 83 to 23, that's a 40 year jump. If they do another one, it'll be 23 to what, like 53. Yeah, but I think they're going to go ahead and jump all the way to the late 80s. You think? Yeah, because they're doing, they've been doing flashbacks for the last season, season and a half uh -huh. of the 80s, of when Rip was a teenager, his story, Beth, when she mm -hmm. was uh, just out of high school. They've been doing flashbacks to that time period. So they have those actors, and they've done uh -huh. multiples. They've done probably six, eight different flashbacks and the actor that plays John in that time period. So which one of the Dutton children that's alive right now is the one that survives to actually produce kids that eventually end up being John? Um, John's son, Jack. Okay. The one that uh, got shot um, in the last in episode the in the arm. His wife, is he is the grandfather of John Dutton on Yellowstone. So his kid is, uh, in one of the flashbacks on Yellowstone, John Dutton's father is Dabney Coleman, plays him in one of the flashbacks. And that's the ones that take place in the 80s. And he's John Dutton Sr. So he will be the child of Jack, who got shot in the arm, shoulder. Okay. And then his son is John Dutton, which is... Yeah, it's right on the end of my tongue. Kevin Costner. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. I wanted to say Waterworld. Right. So then that's Kevin Costner, and then Kevin Costner is Casey, and then Casey is Tate, and Tate makes the seventh generation from when the Indian told him to James in 1883 that after seven generations we'll take it back we'll take the land back that they gave them and then he said after seven generations you can have it back so tate makes the seventh generation and how old's tate now? 15 i think so and that's how you just need to watch yellowstone yellowstone's a good show yellowstone's not as much it's it's western but it's cowboy western like modern day cowboy western it's not, it's not like, <clears throat> well, it's not like 1883 Cowboy. And honestly, 1883 wasn't Cowboy Western, really. I mean, it had pieces of that, but most of it was the interaction between the humans. Well, I mean, that's, that's what any good story is. Right. I mean, like, look at the really good classic Westerns from back in the days, like some of the John Wayne stuff, like, like the Searchers. Right. Young lady gets abducted by Indians and then... John Wayne, whatever his name is in that show, and his brothers and whatever, they set out to go looking for her. And the interaction between those the people as they go looking for her. I mean, that's what makes a good that's what makes a good good story. Is the interaction between the people. Plus, like I said, I told you that I like the I like the way the eighteen eighty three was filmed. Yeah. And that it reminded me a lot of the way John Ford used to do the old John Wayne Western movies. John Ford did a lot of directing 
of John Wayne in Westerns, but he always thought that the West was also a character in his movies. So that when you had just, he would always have these great big sprawling shots of the, the landscape out there. And just to show the, I guess the massiveness of, of what they're, you know, of, of the West so that you would think that this is a massive story. This is a big, you know, right. It kind of comes through, like I said, you know, and you can kind of see that in, in what they're doing. Well, here, that's how all these shots are all from Yellowstone. Yeah. From the show. You can see, you can see that in this too, in the Yellowstone shots. It's a lot of they, people just don't film that way anymore. You've got these stories that go on in New York City, let's say, for example. Most of the time when you have that going on, the background is always blurry. And the only thing that's in focus is the two people that are in the shot talking to each other, two or three people. You know, if you're going to have a story that's in set in New York City, then New York City also should be a part of the story. New York City? You know, I mean, it should be, you should be showing New York City. Right. Not some blurry background. I just, I think it cheapens yeah. stuff. See, here's the house. It's the same house. They did a great job, I thought, 1923, showing the main house here. Mm-hmm. But it's just different enough that you can go, yeah, I can see where they added this piece on or they changed, they redid the roof. But here's the same, a lot of the same uh, architecture. Uh, right. But you can tell it's the same building, supposed to be the same building, mm-hmm. the they same house. Yeah. IMDb did a list of uh, the best, the top TV series of 2022. Wow. And the best top movies of 2022. Now, you have to take it kind of with a grain of salt because it was sponsored by Disney. Right. So the the IMDb tw- best of 2022 list was sponsored by Disney. Um, Disney, there's some of the animated stuff they put out this year. Sucked yeah. Twice. They've got number 10. Um, they've got the movie X. I'd never heard of that before. What's her name plays in it? That plays in uh, Wednesday. Uh huh. Um, now is that Wednesday the girl there? Yeah, her right there on the right. It's a it was a cheap slasher type movie that's made about this group back in I think the seventies where they're starting um, they're starting a, a porn company filming adult films. Um, oh, that's not going to uh, they rent like this small farmhouse to film in, and mm-hmm. it kind of turns into a, um, a real life. Slasher movie? Yeah. Slasher, yeah, like a f- Friday the 13th type movie. Then they've got number nine, Death on the Nile, which is, you know, the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. That everything, everywhere, all at once. Have you seen that? That's supposed no. to, I haven't seen it either. It's supposed to be a really good movie, though. Um, the trailer looked really interesting. Um, and then The Gray Man's number seven. I haven't heard of that one either. No. But it's got, you know, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans. A lot of big stars. The Northmen. I've seen, I, I think I did a reaction video to the trailer of that, but I haven't seen it. But it looked kind of cool. And then the Black Panther. They've got his number five, which I wouldn't put it in the top 20 or top 10 for the year. But uh, and Top Gun, they've got his number four. And I would probably put that as the number one for the year. Yeah. The Black Panther, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. in my opinion. And it just seems like they were just trying to do something for the... I don't think they were actually trying to 
advance a storyline as much as they were just trying to do something for the fans. Yeah. You know, that's what it seemed like to me. In which case, if that's what they were trying to do, then okay. Then you succeeded. Yeah, because I can see a bunch of, you know, fanboys and fangirls thinking, oh, this is great. You know, I'm, you know, I'm so glad that they did this. Me personally, they should have just went ahead and said, you know, hey, we have like loads of respect for this man. He did an awesome job as, as T'Challa and the Black Panther, and we wish that he could still be here doing it. But unfortunately, he's not, and we're going to recast this uh, role with someone else. And we're just going to kind of not necessarily start over. Pretty much that's what we're going to do. Yeah, they've got uh, <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder is number three. That shouldn't be that. No, it's garbage movie. <laughs> um, it made a ton of money, um, but it's yeah. still a, but the Marvel name sold that. The Avengers sold that sold those tickets yeah. and most of those people that paid and bought those tickets i'd say probably at least 30 or 40 percent of them wanted refunds um dr strange number two uh, i could kind of i, I would that. i'd see that above love and thunder at least I, yeah i can see that in top 10 not necessarily two but no. in top 10. and then they've got number one you can tell some of the others that it was a, D, a disney thing but they've got batman as number one now, as far as Batman movies go, that one was, I'd say it was, it was different than pretty much any of the other Batman movies I've went to see. Right. I liked that. I mean, I, I like that more realistic, but that's why I like the Joker, um, the Joaquin Phoenix one. Um, mm -hmm. So good is because it, it's so possible. It's not like uh, Avengers that, you know, this is not possible. Cool story. It's very entertaining. It's, you know, but... This Batman and the new Joker are like both definitely, you know, could just be, they wouldn't even have to be a comic book movie. They could just right. be a, a, a suspense, a suspenseful mm -hmm. drama like the, Basically, like the take, detective comics. Take him, take him out of the bat suit yeah. and take the, the, the makeup off the Joker yeah. and just make him to where it's just Bruce and whoever the Joker, whatever you want his Tim Napier or whatever you want his real name to be turn that into like an FBI slash serial killer yeah. kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? They don't ever have to really get into costume. You could run that angle, and I think that would be an extremely popular movie. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the new Joker when it comes out, the part lot, two. Of course, a lot of people would be like, oh, I really want to see Bruce get into costume and be Batman and yeah. all that other stuff. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But you could, what was it? It was a Batman Year One, I think it was. They did a, an episode. They were rebooting Batman back in, I think, the 80s or something like that. He actually went out on the streets just in plain clothes. Mm. And he put a big scar on the side of his face so that there would be a distinguishing feature for people to see. And he kind of, he did things to himself to disguise himself so that he wouldn't be so recognizable as Bruce Wayne. Right. And that was an interesting take on it because he was still at that point looking for his, looking for the, the, the catch, you know, the mm -hmm. Batman. He was still looking for that. Right. At the end of it, after he brings this, you know, serial killer Joker, at that point he's figured out that, hey, I'm going to be Batman. And then you'd see him at the very end of it, maybe put on a bat suit. Yeah. But the whole time, basically the whole movie, he's just it's just him doing good detective work with no Batman. See, yeah, that would, yeah, that would be a, a, a cool movie. But uh, some of the diehard, I don't, I don't know, some of the diehard comic fans would like that. But a lot of the, I'm not a comic fan, I'm a Batman movie fan. 
or I'm a comic mm. book movie fan, wouldn't right. like that. They probably wouldn't. They also did a top uh, series, too. TV series? Yeah. Um, and Netflix pretty much dominates most of this. Um, mm -hmm. in Inventing Anna, did you watch that? No, I did not. That's an awesome, awesome movie or TV series. It was really, really good. She plays uh, Julia Garner. She's. Uh, did you ever watch Ozark? I've watched part of it. I never watched. I never get the whole thing over. But I did. I think I watched probably just about all the first season. Yeah, she plays Ruth on Ozark, which is probably mm -hmm. one of my favorite characters on the series. She plays this character in Inventing Anna, which is based off a true story. A woman that... Uh, this is the one about the, the chick that she pretends to be an heiress and she like yeah, swindles all the swindles people. Swindles all the people, yeah. And it, it's yeah. a great... It starts at the beginning of the series, starts with her getting arrested. So then most of the story is told from her being in jail to a reporter, which is mm -hmm. how the whole... I mean, that's, based, that's the true story part. Number nine is Ozark, which I think Ozark's mm -hmm. a great show. I would put that in one of those drama the in the top... You know, my top, in my top five drama type shows, I'd throw it like this, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Sons of Anarchy, Game of Thrones, which Game of Thrones is kind of a little more into that fantasy world, Walking Dead. Uh, the Sandman, I watched the first episode of that, and I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the comic. Mm -hmm. I just could not get into the, the, TV, the show. TV show. It was because they made it too woke. Uh, no, it was just too, too artsy. It was like just too, I don't know, pretty. <laughs> I mean, everything was like this ridiculous shots and, you know, it, I mean, it was beautiful to me. It, most of it was unnecessary and it, I think it took away from it, but I, like I said, I only watched the one episode, so I didn't give it a huge chance. Um, if I sat down and forced myself to maybe the first two or three, Maybe I would get into it a little more once I got into the story part. But Moon Knight, they got his number seven. To me, that's because it's Disney. Uh, that's to me. It's because it's Marvel. Yeah. Not necessarily Disney, but it's a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel character. But, but I mean owned by Disney. So yeah. that's why it's in a Disney-sponsored list. I can think mm -hmm. of ten movies or ten TV series this year that are better than Moon Knight. Um, the Boys... Damien really likes that. I, I think I've only watched the first season. Maybe the second. I can't remember. It's been so long. Have you watched that? No, I have not. Euphoria. I haven't watched that, but it's real It's real popular. I know it's it's a huge show. Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. That right there is way too high. Yeah. I would not put Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power at four in a top ten list. Yeah. They, in my opinion... That don't even need to make top 10. Yeah. That wouldn't even be top 20 because it's garbage. Better Call Saul. My opinion, best the best series probably in the past two or three years, only because Breaking Bad doesn't make any more episodes. Mm -hmm. House of the Dragon, great series this year. And then number one, Stranger Things. Like I said, Netflix and, domi Netflix and HBO dominated. So yeah. at, least, at least they didn't throw all... You know, at least they didn't try and stick like, uh, I don't know, what else did they put out, Disney put out this year's series? Why She-Hulk. Oh, she at least they didn't stick She-Hulk in here. Um, that's just, a, that's a waste of show. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, you, you watch that whole whole show, the whole thing. What is it like eight episodes or whatever? Yeah. There's no character development. No. You know. Now I like, was in. I was really entertained by it, but to yeah. me, it was like watching, like we like mentioned earlier, watching Fast and the Furious. It's a really good entertaining, but I'm not expecting incredible writing, and incredible dialogue, and great storytelling. I want to see cool things and things get blown up and thrown and smashed. Mm-hmm. And I could have done without a little bit of the woke women stuff, but I, I get what they're doing. And it didn't take it away from it that much. Um, not as much as the poor dialogue did. And having She-Hulk twerk, twerk in her office. <laughs> yeah. That, that was only to get Megan the Stallion in yeah. the shot. Because they know that name will, that it'll create a viral clip that'll go right. big on TikTok, that'll get people going, what's this show? To get them to go over there to watch that episode. And then they go, oh, we need to get Disney Plus. All that was, that was nothing but marketing, that scene. I'm sure it was. Here's one of my favorite Fleckus interview questions. The response, try and explain to me what this guy says. Who did you vote for, if you don't mind me asking? Actually, I voted for Bernie Sanders, believe it or not. Very cool. Uh, would you consider yourself to be a socialist? Um, kind of, but at the same time, anarchist, if it goes, or if it gets to that point. Because words are just words until action actually starts. And actions speak louder than words, but at the same time, words speak louder than actions because sometimes it's the right thing to do. Very cool. Could you make any sense out of the logic there? No, no, there is no sense to that logic. That's just, I want to do something destructive. Yeah. Here, I saw Burger King is rolling out the new, actually, I think it comes out to, oh, it came out today, today or tomorrow, today, the 5th, their new uh, quad stack burger. They're calling it, uh, everybody's calling it the suicide burger, <laughs> but it's like mm. this massive four patty. Well, they had a triple at one time, didn't they? Yeah. And this is basically that. It's triple whopper. It's with one more. A four whopper, but it's got uh, eight slices of or uh, four slices of cheese and eight slices of bacon. Oh, it sounds yummy. Here's the thing: the only way that they can ruin that is if they use that stupid Beyond Meat stuff to make those patties. Yeah, no, this is this is good. You make it out of you know 100% USDA choice yeah. prime hamburger or whatever. I, I think they advertise it as Angus beef. Yeah, there you go. Between two buns with the Burger King secret sauce. That sounds pretty good. All right, man. I'll All talk right. to you later. See ya. Bye. See you. Bye. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also, check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.